How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran, and it's always fun to talk about an undrafted free agent who kind of comes out of nowhere and makes an impact, and Tony Adams is one of those guys. We also want to discuss the restructuring of CJ Mosley's contract, kind of what's going on there. Jets opening up a little bit more cash flow for themselves as a precaution. Heading into the season, always a good move, and CJ Mosley, obviously a staple on this team. He is not going anywhere anytime soon, so I feel like this was probably for the best, but Tony Adams, really exciting young player. The Jets and Robert Sala have said, unbelievable things about him they really really like his versatility they really like how much he's improved since being uh snagged off the free agent market after the draft and you know we're going to talk about his impact thus far and what and some good comments and quotes from uh, the coaching staff but ryan let's let's talk about cj mosley's contract first before we do how you do it tonight my friend i'm doing great alex definitely you know some busy news there on the you know cap front and you know the jets obviously had to free up some space that was, you know, documented probably after the, you know, roster was trimmed down 53 players and, you know, the Jets cap space was very tight, even with, you know, the backloading of all the free agent deals they got this year and, you know, just how that really impacts things come 2023 as well, which, you know, the Jets are already pretty tight up against. So definitely, you know, with CJ, obviously some specifics in terms of, you know, the void years and, you know, really how it impacts, um, you know, his prorated bonuses over the next few years and, really, you know, just kind of given a tell on how much longer, you know, he could potentially be a Jet. Obviously, there's been some speculation, um, you know, with the amount of guaranteed money and all that and, you know, the year he sat out. So definitely some specifics there that, you know, are worth going over for, you know, the Jets in terms of the future salary cap space. Absolutely. And, and you know, like there's veterans on the team that sometimes you just have to do this with. It's, you know, pretty, pretty uh, normal aspect of uh, management on the from the front office, especially for teams that are looking for a little bit more cash flow. Uh, but Mosley's restructure, the cap hit this year drops from 17.5 million to 5.5 million. So they open up a lot of money doing that. Um, next year it rises from 18.5 million to 21.5 million. So maybe they build in um, a void year afterward. And, you know, that way they can just kind of get rid of some, uh, some cap space and push it down the road, especially since they're trying to exercise on uh, Zach Wilson's rookie window right now. So they can release him next year, pre June 1st, they'll free up 6.5 million and 15 million goes to waste post June 1st designation. They free up 17 million, 4.5 mil goes to waste. So essentially when you, when you designate a player for post June, uh, first designation, that money just gets spread over a long period of a longer period of time. So it kind of just gets pushed in the next year. Um, it gives you a little bit more flexibility. Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of the situation the Jets put themselves in. It's just like they may have to pay a little bit more down the road, uh, but they free up some flexibility right now, which I think is a benefit to the team. Um, what are your thoughts about this? You know, I, I imagine they they see him as a long-term solution, but is your, is there a, a thought in your mind where maybe they move on from him after this year? Uh, it, it might be something they're, they're trying to do. For sure. I mean, it's, you know, they, they had to do something just because for like right now. I mean, obviously they, there's a budget you're working against, you know, for the 2022 season. And obviously CJ, you know, is one of the highest paid players on the team. So it's not too surprising. And I, I certainly think he has a lot to play for this year, you know, in terms of his future with the team. You know, you really hit on the cap numbers there. I think the main takeaway for me is just that they put the two void years on, which really spreads out the prorated bonus amounts a little bit more. But, you know, essentially if they cut him, you know, by the 2024 season, those, you know, void years of the prorated mo bo uh, bonus money don't really, you know, matter too much. Um, I think the main thing, though, is that if the Jets do go with the, the post-June 1st designation next year, you know, that leads to $10.5 million going to waste in 2024. So it, there is a trickle-down effect, and there's truly, you know, you can try and beat around the bush one way, but it's going to come back to get you and, and bite you the other way. So it's going to be interesting to see if they just, 
decide to eat all the money up front next year if they release him or if they, you know, are willing to, you know, backload some of it and wait to, you know, take on the brunt of the dead money in 2024. So that's definitely worth monitoring. Now he, he ultimately has no guaranteed money on his salary after this year. So that, that's why I said he, he is everything to play for. And that cap hit of 21 and a half million next year is, you know, pretty, pretty significant to say the least. And, you know, while he, he was good last year, I think, you know, you need to see a lot more splash plays this year, you know, for him to really stick around. That's absolutely right. Yeah, he kind of had a down year, but the, again, a lot of players do after coming off significant injuries, right? Like you look at Cooper Cup, one year off, had a decent season, then last year wins the Triple Crown. So, you know, CJ Mosey is a player of a player of his magnitude, a leader, veteran. He understands the system now, been in it one year um, of actual like full season sample size of play. And I think that that's really a big one for him is just like bouncing back after a tough year and, and now feeling a little bit more confident. Um, I, I kind of get the sense that he will have a pretty solid season for this team. He is very good. And I think that that's something the Jets uh, value. And if he does have a good year, I don't see why you don't keep him around. I mean, of course, that $21.5 million cap hit is a little bit scary. Uh, so maybe you don't want to pay a linebacker that much. You could probably go out and get a pretty good one for $10 million um, and serve a, a good role as, you know, look at like Blake Martinez, the Giants, when they signed him a 10-year, or rather a three-year, uh, $30 million deal, $10 million a year. He led the, the season, uh, or led uh, the, the league in tackles for like two consecutive of seasons and then of course the injury last year but you can get linebackers on the cheap that make a significant impact if they're good scheme fit so i'm not too concerned about the jets finding a replacement for mosley this is probably his last year for looking at the cap situation seriously but let's head over to tony adams um a guy undrafted free agent of illinois really nice young player and robert sala i'll read you a quote from him uh that really stood out and, and this is something that you know definitely makes you think tony adams could be an impact player moving forward he said Big credit to T.A. Undrafted, he just did a, a really good job every single day finding ways to get better and better. He's got a bright future ahead of him. I wouldn't, I would have been sick if he were to have lost him. Um, an assistant GM, Rex Hogan, said he hopped right in there um, at, in, in uh, OTAs at corner. He was the ultimate team guy because he was brought here to play safety, but I think it really helped him just in terms of his development, being able to see and start out covering half the field, which is really good. Adams is a 23-year-old, both corner and safety out of Illinois, as I said before. He started as a freshman and played five years, um, you know, four, I guess, plus the COVID season, registered 204 tackles, six interceptions, and 11 passes defended in 41 games. This is a guy you want in your squad, someone who can fit different molds. He's not afraid to take on a challenge. He develops quickly. I love players who just take steps forward every single week. And, you know, you're seeing with guys like Tony Adams, um, you know, what are your thoughts about him? Obviously a very, very athletic guy um, can do a lot of stuff for this defense and maybe one of those underrated players who can make an impact down the stretch. For sure. I mean, you obviously spoke on it with, you know, his corner experience and really how that kind of gives him, you know, off the bat, some initial uh, ability and coverage at safety, which, you know, the Jets could certainly benefit from. And, you know, outside of Jordan Whitehead, there was really no significant other addition that was made. Obviously, they re-signed LaMarcus Joyner, Will Parks. But, you know, there, there was a concern and a need really to get two starting safeties, which they really couldn't. And Adams was one of the few guys, you know, between, you know, the second and third wave of free agency and the draft undrafted free agency process. I mean, he, he was the only guy they came away with aside from Whitehead. So it's definitely encouraging to hear the good things. I mean, pre-draft, this is a guy athletically who tested out of the gym and it was really uh, highlighted specifically by his explosiveness and just how, you know, good of an athlete he is and um, his speed, his quickness. I mean, it, it's solid. I, I think really the, the explosion is what, you know, jumps out when you look at the numbers and how he graded pre-draft. Um, and, and in the preseason, I, it, it jumped out to me in the Falcon game. I will say I thought he 
had a couple of really good run fits where he held his ground and showed a physicality to his game and ability to just finish plays and tackle, you know, in the box against the run. Um, and then, you, you know, you just see some clips on film and whether it's, you know, like I, like we've obviously spoken on here, the ability to play in coverage man to man with, you know, his experience playing corner. I think you really see that, which is, you know, huge if the Jets can get that from him and, I think you see some speed on tape as well. And, you know, that just really ties back to the athletic ability that he has. So it's definitely encouraging. Obviously we felt like Will Parks was very deserving of a roster spot. We really liked the potential of Jason Pinnock, but, you know, to really see and hear some of the things that we have about Adams from Sala, from JD, Rex Hogan, like you said, you know, it's certainly encouraging and, you know, let's hope that he continues to develop here. Yeah, you know, one thing that I think is underrated, um, some guys come into the NFL thinking that they're like hot shit, right? They think like, you know, I know what I'm doing. I'm capable. I don't need a support. I don't need help. Tony Adams did the exact opposite of that, right? Instead of saying, uh, I'm this egotistical guy. I am extremely charismatic. I have nothing to learn. He came in and immediately became really good buddies with Jordan Whitehead and LaMarcus Joyner. And I thought that was very interesting because it showcases that he has a lot to learn. He wants to learn. He's making the effort to go out of his way to learn from some of these guys that may and do know better than him. Um, specifically, he said Joyner and Whitehead are like brothers to me. They really took me in and just watched, and, uh, and I just watched them, LJ or Jordan. If I need anything, they'll tell me. They're not selfish with information. Um, and Whitehead and Joyner essentially, uh, Whitehead specifically said, I see it every day from, from getting better. And I just see him in me when I was younger. So I try to help him out as much as I can. Um, and Joyner said, from the day he stepped in and just his focus and attention to details has paid off. I mean, you have, you've got a young guy that did not have a clue what the NFL is about every day. And he just watched the guys that did it right. And so you started to see him develop. And that's interesting to me, right? Like he, he started to like recognize who on the team he needed to mimic, right? Looking at Jordan Whitehead. Just got a big contract in free agency. You know, Marcus Joyner, an esteemed veteran um, on this team and someone that was like, I'd rather be here than retire. So I think that when you're looking at Tony Adams and, and the and the process he's kind of embarked on here and just learning from these veterans, learning from these solid players who have a lot to teach him, he's done a great job taking the best and leaving the rest. Um, I love that. I love that quote, by the way, just taking the best and leaving the rest. And he did a tremendous job taking all the, the positive qualities and leaving all the bad ones behind. And that's what sparks development, breaking out of bad habits and getting yourself in a position where you can you can build on the good ones. And he's done a really solid job doing that. And I think that's a, a huge bonus to him, um, turning into a very, very nice player, one that's obviously continuing to learn and, and, and adjusting to this NFL um, life. But, you know, what does that give you in terms of just like, the, I guess the the maturity of a player coming from a UDFA situation to now making tremendous strides and learning from some of these uh, veterans on the team. For sure. I think what I, what I was going to say is really similar to what you just hit on. I mean, the preparation, I think, is so key, you know, and uh, undrafted free agent rookie, you know, to really come in and, you know, earn, earn the respect of your teammates, I think is a really big thing. And, you know, I guess that really showed up when you look at Salah's comments in particular there. I mean, this is a guy who came in and, Certainly, you know, outperformed uh, the expectations that were probably in place. And lastly, I, I think this guy could very well be the third safety and potentially looking at a starting role at some point. I mean, we've talked about, you know, just the concerns with Joyner's availability at his age at this point in his career. I really think, you know, and based on what we heard Joe Douglas say the other day, I think you're really looking at Ashton Davis kind of having a role on special teams where I think Adams is the primary backup at safety and, it, you know, penciled in as that third player at the group. So you're, you're looking at a guy who, you know, in some dime packages or, you know, if there is an injury, I mean, he, he could definitely be thrown in there. And 
I think based on what you saw in the preseason, like obviously it's, you know, against lesser competition, it's not going against, you know, starters like he will be in a live game. But I think you got to feel good about some of, you know, Adam's production on tape and just some of his traits, you know, to really continue to develop moving forward. Absolutely. I'm very excited about his development and growth. So, you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Obviously, uh, if anything kind of develops and matures here, we'll get you guys all the information as always. But I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fireside Jets, taking a look at CJ Mosey's contract restructuring and Tony Adams, who's made a significant impact um, on the players and fans alike. So uh, really good job by him. And we're excited to continue to watch his development. So if you guys enjoyed the episode, make sure to like and subscribe as always. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great weekend and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode. Thank you.